Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Monday edition of the Draft Dudes Podcast. We're here to set your week off with a bang. I'm Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting at NDT Scouting, NFL Draft, and NFL Analyst for FanRag Sports. Um, Sitting on Joe Marino, my co-host, his back porch, recording this podcast on a Sunday evening, uh, fresh off of some sushi. Uh, Joe can tell you all what it was that he consumed, it was not sushi. But uh, the 2017 NDT Scouting uh, Summer Conference is underway. It's been a rousing success. We played some top golf, uh, really just made the most of a beautiful weekend here in Charlotte. And we're here to talk some football and answer your questions. So, Joe, first and foremost, thank you for your hospitality. This is uh, this has been a real treat. Yeah, man. It's uh, awesome to have you down, and uh, uh, it's been a good weekend. Um had a lot of fun, but one thing that we did that was kind of exciting is we really set the tone for our 2018 uh, draft guides. Kyle writes the annual uh, scouting, per, uh, excuse me, NFL draft prospectus. I have the annual uh, NFL draft scouting portfolio, and we uh, got a lot of the administrative work done on that. I know the college football season hasn't even started, but our preparations have definitely started. We have some really nice cover designs and some templating uh, established so that way we can get to work and have these draft guides ready for the people uh, come April. Yeah, first and foremost, I just need to complain. Uh, I had thought that I had one set for myself. Uh, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. You know, I pick a color, uh, a nice, attractive Buffalo Bills red, uh, something that's going to be visually appealing to the eye. 
I put together a pretty generic cover. I say, yeah, you know what? This this is good. It's a different color than last year. I'm going to roll with this. And then I asked Joe, Joe, should we look into maybe making you a cover for your portfolio? And uh, I'll be damned if you didn't have one that was ten times better than mine. You know, I thought I was done, and it's I'm looking at yours and looking at mine, so I ended up having to revamp my entire thing because, you know, you've got a really, really nice cover this year. Yeah, now you do as well after the uh, the take two on, on your cover. So excited about where we uh, made some progress on that. And, and also, Kyle Krabs has a favorite NHL hockey team that uh, we'll let him announce right now. Yeah, this was uh, the decision. <laughs> decision part two. And um, stop me if this sounds familiar, but uh, I'm going to take uh, – my talents, my fanhood, to South Beach. I'm going to be a Florida Panthers fan, Joe. Makes sense. The Dolphins fan. Uh, have always appreciated Florida sports. Uh, I, I'm a fan. I know you're kind of lukewarm on the shield that they unveiled as the new logo. I think it looks a little too MLS-esque. But uh, I think it's sharp. I think the, the, the color scheme's sharp. Um, they play in Miami. Uh, I know nothing about any of the players anyway, so I might as well learn and grow with a team that's uh, uh, on the rebound. So that's how I'm justifying my selection of uh, the Florida Panthers on a short list that also included the San Jose Sharks and the L.A. Kings. Yeah, we went through however many hockey teams there are, 30, 28, all of them, considered them all, and Kyle chose the uh, Florida Panthers. and um, Because I'm an idiot. Well, Sure. From, from the man's mouth himself, he self-proclaimed idiot. Uh, so what we wanted to do, since we're both here um, in the flesh, is uh, make this an interactive show where we solicited Twitter, Twitter for some questions, and we got some good ones. And so at this time, we're just going to roll through them. And, and a big shout-out to our friend Chachi, Frankie Myers, who, uh, who filled up the question sheet. So we'll get to as much as we can here, uh, and uh, let's get it started. The first question from Frankie Myers. What do you guys love so much about football? That's a layup to start, but Kyle, I'll let you go first. I think there's a lot of layers to football. Uh, football for me personally was something that taught me a lot about discipline and work ethic and you know, striving for goals and working to attain those goals. Um, shout out to the gentleman on Twitter a couple months ago. I was critiquing a player, and uh, he asked me uh, where – Where's your film? I can't find your film. No. I was a good football player. <laughs> I was an I was a below average athlete, um, and everything that I got, I, I played for a successful football program. And in high school, started two years. Uh, unfortunately, did get hurt. Did play some uh, some semi pro and some arena uh, at the tail end of my career in my early twenties after college. Um, but everything I got was from scratching and clawing my way through it. And all of that was attained. Uh, with the program that I was with at the time, and as a, a middle schooler, uh, you know your homeroom is weightlifting. You come in before that, and you start your weightlifting. So you spend uh, the first period of days in an elective weightlifting program, and your homeroom's in the weight room, and uh, you have the quote-unquote OTAs that are not necessarily voluntary um, year-round. So that for me, it was a big influence on me on my life, and then you know, I just love the competitive nature of the sport and imposing your will on another person. And uh, that what's better than that, right? You talk about guys being dudes, but uh, 
I don't, it's a, man, a macho man game. And uh, I'd like to think of myself as a red meat eating, testosterone driven kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to repeat everything Kyle said there, but I mean, a lot of the same reasons. It's just a great game. I mean, you have literally 11 men who work in unison to achieve relatively small goals, but if one of them doesn't get their job done, it it, uh, it impacts the entire result of what the, the end, end result is. And so um, I love that team aspect of it. Um, I love playing the game, you know, growing up playing football, being part of football teams, understanding what it's like to be accountable to someone else, uh, to do your job, to work hard, to prepare, uh, and then just wanting to always be around it and then, you know, have the opportunity to stick around the game by doing media work and scouting. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's just a ton of fun. So it's the team aspect. It's, it's all the elements that make football great is why I love it. Uh, I'm excited about this next question from our good friend David Bowen. He, I, I did a – I soloed a show a few weeks ago, and I, I solicited Twitter for questions. And uh, one of the questions David asked me was, what would I change about Kyle Krabs? Well – I got the chance to answer that question uh, by myself in, you know, in the house where I was recording the podcast. We're sitting here on the back porch, and Kyle is about to answer this question with me sitting right next to him. So, Kyle, uh, here it is. This is your chance to answer David's question. What would you change about me? Yeah, Joe uh, fortunately had the opportunity to answer this in the privacy of his own home. Uh, I'm going to do this right to his face. I have a couple different options here, double different ways I can go. Um, being a Buffalo Bills fan is a hard pill to swallow, but I actually kind of like that about you. We have that friendly rivalry where we talk trash on each other's teams um, in the lovable kind of way because, let's be honest, the Bills and Dolphins, by and large, are fairly harmless teams. Um, so it's a benign rivalry, uh, at least for now. Hopefully we can change that going forward, and then I can honestly say that's what I would love to change about you, Joe. But um, – I, I think, honestly, uh, and, and this is being completely truthful, uh, especially after this weekend, accentuating that, I'd change your living situation. I'd move you closer. You know, this, is, this was a, uh, a very terrible hour-and-a-half flight, courtesy of American Airlines, to get down here, which isn't bad. It's about an eight-and-a-half-hour drive. I need that distance cut probably by 75%. Know, at least to make this you know an ideal situation. Uh, Joe is living in the heart of college football, ACC and SEC territory. Uh, he is going to absolutely clean up shop this year with his travel schedule for for scouting for NDT and, and fan rag sports. So, uh, if anything, I'm just you know totally envious of that. Um, I wouldn't change anything about who he is or the worker he is. He is. Uh, as like-minded a guy as I've been able to find in the industry, and uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna you know play nice here, and I'll just say that. But you can move too, Kyle. Uh, you can get down, get down here in the football mecca, man. Um, well, thank you. That was a good. That was a nice answer. Um, and I noticed that you you shored up your your NHL team, which was my gripe against you is that you were you know pushing 30 years old with no real uh, allegiance in some of the sports. So it's nice to know that you've uh, you've. I so, your criticism yeah, well. yeah, thank you. It's, it's about being able to take coaching. Um, next question again from Frankie Myers. Who is uh, currently your favorite player in the NFL and why? Um, I'm going to take the lead on this one. Man, um, there's so many likable players. I tend to fall for the J.J. Watts, the Luke Keekleys. 
Um, but if I had to pick a player that I just, uh, you know, kind of stands above the, the rest that I love to root for uh, and, you know, staying away from my favorite team, the Bills. And I'm not sure I'm not sure that I'd pick a Bills player over over the guy I'm about to pick. And, uh, and John Owning, close your ears because I don't want you to hear me say this. Uh, Jason Witten. Jason Witten, tight end for the Tennessee Volunteers. Or, well, Dallas Cowboys, former Tennessee Volunteer. That's where I really started liking Jason Witten. Uh, when I watched him at Tennessee, just seeing the plays that he made, seeing the physical skill set. You know, he came out of college. He's, he, he had a ton of athleticism. And uh, to see him put on the career that he's had, just kind of the consummate pro. I mean, he's played 16 games for a million years in a row. Reliable production. And, and you know, for a guy that's caught, you know, historic amount of passes, this is a guy that gets work done as a blocker. I mean, he's a lead blocker into holes. He'll line up in line and block. He'll block in space. You know, he just takes every bit of his craft uh, seriously. And just watching him play, you know, I, I will literally watch Jason Witten play. I'm watching Cowboys and Giants on a Monday night, and I'm just watching Jason Witten. And I just really respect the way that he plays the game and uh, what he's been able to achieve. And, and seeing a guy that you kind of liked in college and, and, and rooted for have the career, the historical. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, Jason Witten. To see that type of, of uh, transition and evolution uh, something I've really enjoyed watching. So Jason Witten's my favorite player in the NFL. I would not have pegged Jason Witten to be your top answer there, your go-to. Um, as far as me, uh, once, once Dan Marino and Jason Taylor kind of exited, it's been a hard to kind of find a player for the Dolphins that I, I really gravitate towards. Uh, Jarvis Landry's Getting up there, the the guy is uh, the the pulse of the team. Um, but if I had to pick a favorite player, um, I'm probably going to get selfish here and go to a, a draft assessment. Somebody that I had uh, in a slot that I know a lot of people uh, liked this player. Uh, a lot of people thought highly of this player, but uh, not very many people had this player as the top overall player in their class, and it's been really fun to see him play uh, with some of the handcuffs that he's had to, to this point in his career, and that's Marcus Mariota. Uh, really, really loved his film at Oregon. Uh, I thought he was uh, an interesting study as much as he was a fun study because of the layers that were there with the offense, Chip Kelly's offense, and how he would translate, and how I attacked that film study, and then seeing things that... You know, I feel really good about translating to the next level. And then he goes to Tennessee. He plays respectably well as a rookie. And then this past year, uh, he missed the end of the season with a broken leg. But for the games that he started, uh, he was tremendous. And he was throwing to Rashard Matthews and Tajay Sharp. Like, now they've actually got some nice weapons there in Tennessee. And I'm just – I'm actively finding myself looking forward to watching the Tennessee Titans play and see how Mariota continues to evolve as a quarterback and, and get better now that he's got some more guys around him. He's got your receivers, right? Corey Davis and Taewon Taylor, a couple, a couple of your guys. So uh, Kyle is a closet Tennessee Titans fan. Don't let him tell you differently. The next question, I don't think this one's for Kyle, but it's from my buddy Brett Whitefield of Pro Football Focus. Uh, he said, my question for the show is, do you miss me? Our talks, our Tuesday night pro dates. And uh, uh, to give some people some background here, Brett lived uh, just a couple miles away from me, and uh, we spent several months here lately getting together, at least on a weekly basis, just having dinner usually on Tuesdays, talking shop, talking football, talking life. And uh, it was good, man. We had an awesome, awesome thing going there, and then um, I wasn't, uh, it wasn't good enough for him to stay in the Charlotte area. He, he recently made the move back to Michigan and um, left me here all, all by my lonesome. Had to, had to bring Kyle in. 
you know, get some get some bro time in. But yeah, man, yeah, of course, Brett, man, I miss you, dude. Uh, we've still kept in touch over phone and uh, and, and text messages and stuff, and uh, uh, you know, hopefully, we get to see each other in the new year future and continue the bromance that we had going, man. I miss you. Hope everything's going well for you in Michigan. Next question here is another one from Frankie Myers. You guys are going to get used to that. Uh, he said, which base defensive scheme do you prefer, 3-4 or 4-3? Um, Kyle, do you want to take this one first? Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of organic pressure. Uh, I think philosoph- uh, philosophically speaking, I think that's your best way to play defense is to be able to get penetration and pressure with your uh, front four. You know, you, you're going to get much more organic pressure with your pass rushers with a hand in the dirt and you know, having them rush off the edge. Uh, three, four. Um, when I played in high school, uh, we played a four, four, Joe. Oh. So, yeah, so we, we were heavy in the box. Nobody was uh, No, we had, um, we actually played against uh, Pat Bostic, uh, who went to Pitt on, on a scholarship as quarterback at Mannheim Township, and we also played a, uh, Chaz Alexi, who was a Miami Dolphin, you know, had a couple of appearances on Hard Knocks. I think he's the guy that got swept out to sea on <laughs> his, on his boat or a Sea Dew or something like that. Um, so so yeah, it was not a not necessarily a, a dynamic passing league. Um, but I have an, I've I've grown to have a greater appreciation for two gap defensive linemen because that's what we were tasked with doing is being two gap players really maximizing, you know, keeping your linebackers free and letting them flow. Uh, but if you're talking about how I think it's best suited to win at the NFL level, I certainly think you know, organic pressure, uh, penetration-style athletes up front, uh, and, and then that nose tackle does have to be a guy that eats up bodies. But letting, getting backfield penetration and, and playing in the backfield, I think, is my personal preference on how I would play defense. Yeah, for me, um, for so many reasons, I like the 4-3. First and foremost, it's not the scheme that Rex Ryan runs. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I obviously have no love for Rex Ryan or his defensive philosophies. But um, for 4-3, I just think for the – well, you know, the back end's pretty much the same yeah. Yeah, for, for either scheme. But in a 4-3, I think you just have better athletes. You know, I, you don't need the big fat guys that just hold space and and, uh, and the downhill thumping linebackers. You know, it, it really – it really relies on those sideline to sideline, rangy linebackers, the explosive penetrating guys up front, uh, and then you know still still needing some size there to be able to maintain your run fits and penetrate. So I like the the, the principles of the four three and the types of players that uh, you need to run it effectively uh, more so than the three four. Um, next question here comes from Frankie Myers. If you had to pick a single flavor of ice cream. To eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? And and this is coming on the heels of uh, of you know Kyle and I. We have not um, we've not been just sitting back here eating tofu and and, and carrots for the weekend. Yeah, we've been eating heavy. We've been having a couple feasts to say the least. And uh, so uh, you know we just went to a, a sushi burger fusion place, and you know we indulged quite heavily. And I and I had a peanut butter milkshake, and uh, you know I'm about to pop. So ice cream right now sounds pretty unappealing. So, but <laughs> it would be some some kind of a peanut butter chocolate mix. Uh, you know, I don't. I'll tell you what it wouldn't be. I, I don't want anything with uh, with mint. I don't want anything uh, that's uh, like a pecan or, or butter. You know, that kind of mess. I want. I need. I need the peanut butter and chocolate. 
my my choice would be mint chocolate chip, I think, <laughs> which is just typical of us. Uh, I um, I envied that milkshake from afar, um, but I did not have a milkshake. I uh, and I'm glad with that decision. I, I feel like I um, I can at least go to bed not feeling absolutely terrible about my weekend with with eating. You know, we you are not kidding. You know, Joe has shown me. Uh, all of the eateries here in Charlotte, and um, I've probably I ate about three pounds of dead fish for dinner tonight. So raw dead fish too. So Joe might not have had sushi, but I certainly indulged. Next question here comes from Evan Moore. Call uh, biscuits or corn muffins, and we're going to assume corn muffins is, is cornbread. Uh, yeah, and that makes it a no-brainer. I'm going corn muffins. Yeah, yeah corn muffins. That's an easy one. Uh, next up, we have. From our friend Frankie Myers, how do you dudes go about watching a player who has no film on draft breakdown? Kyle, explain to the people what we do. Sure, there's a, a bit of a process here. You know, we, we have a couple tiers that we like to go through. Draft breakdown's an awesome tool, yeah. right? Uh, the ability to pull up a player on demand, have that player pointed out before the snap, have it condensed, uh, it's great. Uh, but like anything, uh, scouting, you, you have to dig a little bit right. So we, we have some access to uh, some games that are not archived on Draft Breakdown, courtesy of Crossover, our, our primary sponsor of Draft Dudes. Um, I'm assuming Frankie is asking this question with the intent of hoping to be able to get some other tips for how to watch players that aren't on Draft Breakdown. So um, if you don't have access to a Crossover account, if you don't have uh, some of the All-22 that's that's – the, the trading market that kind of takes place behind the scenes. If you, you get to know people and um, you know, hat tip to those who have shared with me, there's some schools that have shared with me. There's some colleagues that have shared with me. It's made it very, uh, very, very valuable. So thank you to all of those people. But uh, one thing that I would recommend is if you go on YouTube, you can find a lot of games on YouTube condensed into 30, 40 minute games just know who you're looking for. Know uh, what side of the ball they're on and kind of skim through that way. And then draft breakdown, even still. You use those videos. Uh, look for teammates. Look for teams that play against the unit that that player plays on. There's a lot of different ways that you can kind of life hack your way through and find film on players, even if it's not somebody that has five, six cuts available. Yeah, I don't have mo- much to add to that because we, we do the same things, but I will say this. There's no uh, excuse for not watching the tape. So get the tape, watch the tape. Don't rely on other people's opinions. Don't rely on completely analytics and statistics. you got to watch the tape. And so if that means watching games on YouTube, if that means filling up your DVR all fall long, if that means watching draft breakdown, an offensive lineman, but you're really watching a receiver or running back, you know, that's the kind of things you have to do to get your eyes on these players because you got to trust your eye, what you're seeing, what your gut tells me. So, Watch the tape. That's that's what I'll, I'll add to that. Uh, John Ledger here. I don't I don't even know what to do about this. Uh, he he's he's asked us. Can you both please reenact the ugly truth pre hot air balloon scene with Joe playing Gerard Butler's role and Kyle as Katherine Heigl? What are we doing about this? Well, first of all, I'm going to thank John for uh, insinuating that I'm as beautiful a person as Katherine Heigl is. Um, although I'm probably a better actor or actress thing than Catherine. So, um, no, 
her her Hollywood career may be on the fritz, but mine's just budding and getting started since we just started doing camera work. So uh, who knows? Who knows where that might go? Uh, John, I'm going to be honest, dude. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, I tried to YouTube it and look at it. Um, seems like they're bickering back and forth, kind of talking trash on uh, genders. So I, I guess we would just be talking trash on each other. Going back and forth about the things that you, why you're dumb about your takes on food and why I'm dumb about my takes on food. But I, that, that's as close of a guess as I can get. So I guess every episode of the Draft Deuce podcast is us yeah, right? essentially reenacting the scene. Uh, John, you know, one thing I will say, man, I've asked you some decent questions here for your Friday uh, fan fr- fan Friday and Locked On, man. Come on. You really? This is what you're giving us? So uh, we'll be thinking of our way to return the favor of this beautiful question. I'm just going to go back to asking him if he can delete his account. And see where that gets us. All right, let's move on here. This one's going to be only for Kyle because I haven't watched this player yet. Uh, Outside of strength training and better awareness and positioning and coverage, does Quinn Blanding, the Virginia safety, really have room to improve? Yeah, I think he is what he is athletically. Uh, As far as I don't see great burst, I don't see great explosiveness, um, but he's really sharp. He is super shy, and he's, he's fun because he's one of those guys, he was a super highly regarded recruit and ended up going to Virginia, of all schools. Yeah, to, to, yeah five-star prospect, ends up going to Virginia. Um, and you could tell he, he plays with intelligence. So, yeah, I'd like to see him get a little bit more physical taking on bigger ball carriers in open space and taking on blockers. Um, but I don't think he's going to get any faster. I don't think he's going to get any more explosive. He is what he is. Um, just continue to play smart. Use your peripheral vision, continue to see things developing, stay on the film, uh, film study. If he does all those things, I expect him to hand in yet another tremendous year, and he should be a, a highly regarded draft prospect. Next question here comes from Frank Marino. I know him. That's my brother. Uh, he hits us with, I think one of you loves Josh Allen and one not so much. Please debate. And so we are going to do that. Um, I am the one who loves Josh Allen, the Wyoming quarterback. I really like this, the package, the skills that he offers. Uh, first and foremost, when you watch his tape, he makes Sunday throws. And so, you know, you're not watching these guys that just, you know, kind of distribute the ball around, get it out quick, uh, throw into space. You know, simple stuff. This guy's run, throwing deep outs. He's leading uh, receivers into space. He's hitting vertical routes. You know, he's got the arm strength. He's got the accuracy that I'm looking for. And then what he also has is the athleticism to extend plays with his feet. And this is a guy that hangs tough in the pocket, lets the routes develop. You know, he'll, he'll hang in there, deliver the football, get crushed, and keep going. You know, I think he's got those the, the, kind of those intangibles, those things you look for in, in, those, in those gamer-type guys. Now, I get the uh, you know the big concern is he threw five interceptions against Nebraska and he literally threw the same five interceptions and it's annoying and and you can talk about the decision making but uh, you know I think that's okay this is a player that's not a finished product he's he's not even a senior this year so uh, you know I, I like the the skills that I see right now I think it's a really good foundational uh, set of traits and uh, looking forward to seeing him improve looking to see you know see him. Uh, develop that skill set and I think this is a guy who has uh, has apparent starter traits in the NFL looking to see looking forward to see how he does this year all right so I don't necessarily disagree with any of that I think Joe's convinced though that I just watched the Nebraska game because he keeps asking me okay so I know he threw against five interceptions against Nebraska but what else what else are your concerns and I think Joe did a nice job kind of summarizing him as a player but, Joe, you're talking about a not-finished product, and this is somebody we're talking about being 
a, a top five overall selection. The decision making's not great. The ball placement's not consistent. Yes, he's willing to sit in and let routes develop. And yes, he will make some tremendous throws. But there's other throws that I, I just see that are not put in the right place for receivers to make a play on the ball. Uh, he's a bit of a gunslinger, which is great. You know, It's a great quality to have with an arm of what he has because he's going to make throws that nobody else makes. I'm just not ready to crown a guy that is not a finished product, that does make bad decisions, that will make the same mistakes repeatedly and keep coming back to them. Those are my concerns with him. And I don't think it's unfair of me to say that I'm not not sold on that as a franchise quarterback, even though it seems like you know he's your guy from what I understand. And if I'm putting words in your mouth, please correct me. But of the quarterbacks you've watched, from what I understand, he's, he's the guy you're pretty high on. Yeah, I, I like Allen, and I like... I like what I think he can become, and I think this, you know, not to not to take a, a, a dagger here, but I'm going to take a dagger at you. I mean, you had Deshaun Watson as your number one quarterback, who I thought had those similar, uh, you know, decision-making issues, and so I, I would like to know where you, I hate, I'm, you can, I'm not, this is a bad phrase, but where do you justify what you saw in Deshaun Watson that made him your number one quarterback, despite the interceptions, despite missing underneath zone defenders, and, you know, it makes you a little bit more cautious on Josh Allen. Uh, I think Watson gives me a little bit more with extending plays. I think uh, Watson's a player that I really felt that he had really good trust in his receivers and found good chemistry with his receivers and throwing to guys that weren't necessarily open where it seems more to me like Allen's just willing to throw into leveraged zones and throw into leveraged defenders and put balls into play for defenses that you should be looking at that while you're holding the ball and not saying, yeah, that's where I'm going to go. Where Watson for me was more of, okay, I've got Williams on the boundary one-on-one, I'm going to put it on the back shoulder and let him make the play. So that's, for me, where I saw the distinguishment between the two. If I were to put a round range on on, um, Allen's film right now, he's probably a day-two passer for me. If he really gets more efficient in the offense, if he uh, is willing to take some underneath throws, sometimes the four-yard completion is the good completion. If he starts making more of those and continues to keep the offense on schedule, um, I could see that moving up. I'm certainly not writing him off because, yeah, the splash throws are there. They're tremendous. Um, I just don't see the consistency that I saw from Watson for two years of being, yeah, he might miss an underneath linebacker once a game. Uh, the Pittsburgh game was the one that stands out where you know he was making poor decisions against zone, getting caught. Uh, with trap coverage and and that sort of thing. But um, Watson, for me, the film, he gives me more extending plays. I really liked what he gave as far as consistency. Over the course of two full seasons, uh, one consistently and one in ways that I think translate to the next level. Yeah, sounds like I'm just a little bit more eager to to pound the table for him, and you want to be convinced, and that's fine. But I think we both agree that this is a player with, with traits, Sure. That are yeah. that are definitely there, and, and so uh, we'll see what Mr. Josh Allen does this year to uh, develop. 
Kyle, do you have any takes on Drew Locke? Because I don't, and I feel bad about not being okay. Yeah. So Wes Burns asked us about our thoughts on Drew Locke, and unfortunately neither one of us have really put the scouting eye on him uh, to have an informed opinion. So, you know what, we're not going to BS through it. We, we, we don't have an answer for you. But, Wes, we do thank you for your question. Um, this next question here uh, comes from JB, and this is one that you know, I don't think we can answer this entirely, but uh, he's, uh, JB asks, can you guys elaborate on your favorite trait on every position when you eval a player? What does he must have for you? And so what we're going to do is take uh, one trait here, what our favorite trait to look for in overall scouting. And, and for me, that is hand usage on the defensive line. I, I love seeing uh, defensive linemen that can control reps with their hands, uh, stack blocks and shed and you know be able to use that hand technique to uh to dis- disengage with blockers and make plays and then also be able to use their hand technique to uh to keep their pads clean you know when they're rushing the passer get those hands off softening those rush angles and beating defensive linemen so for me it's it's hand usage for defensive line yeah hardly surprised joe goes defensive line and hand tech hand tech's one of our buzz phrases here at ndt um for me it's eye usage in quarterbacks being able to to look at a defender and deliberately hold a defender knowing that a guy that's running a route that hasn't manifested open or is not yet in that area um, and, and playing that chess game, that's a an NFL concept. Staring at the free safety in the middle of the field as you're dropping, knowing you want to take a shot to a route outside the hashes or deep down the field, but you've got to hold them on the near side hash. Um and you start pairing that kind of concept with layered routes. If you've got uh, a dagger concept or, or somebody, you got two vertical stems, one breaks off in the middle of the field and your eyes are held on that free safety and he sucks up and then you throw the post behind him. Things like that, uh, it, it's advanced level and, and that's one thing I really appreciate. It's one of the nuances of quarterback play, which is, the hardest position to evaluate in pro sports, as far as I'm concerned, because there's so much going on, so many moving parts and so many variables. Um, so, in short, that's my favorite trait to look for because it's a really good indicator of a guy that has next-level type thinking. Yeah, I can – you and your quarterbacks, man, it's – it's uh, you know, every year we – work on our watch list, and before I can blink an eye, Kyle's got 15 quarterback evaluations done, and, I, and I'm one of those that I kind of like to, you know, I'll do a quarterback, I'll do a defensive back, I'll do an offensive lineman, linebacker. I, I, do, I don't do a, a player at the same position consecutively. I like to, to shuffle all around to avoid that recency bias, and Kyle loves his quarterbacks. To be fair, I have not done Mason Rudolph yet this summer. Yeah. He's my big fish. I'm going to wait on him. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm hoping for some – now that we actually have – a notable bump in interest in football again. June was kind of barren. It was a grind. You know, everybody had fatigue from the draft class that was. And OTAs are still a ways off. And training camp's still a ways off. But now, we're in July. We're in the middle of July already. College football starts in, what, seven weeks? Yeah, less than you, that. You, it's re- people are really getting excited for college football and, and NFL football again, so... Uh, Rudolph's a player I kind of held off on. I'm excited to watch him take the deep dive. Yeah, the the last question we have here is from Austin, and this is a good question. I really appreciate this one. It said, who's a player in recent drafts that you were high on that went early and has produced? Someone who you'd fight for in the war room. And and, um, a player I have to go with here is Joey Bosa. And Joey Bosa is a player who I had as my number one player coming out last year, and I think everyone understands how sensational he was for the Chargers uh, last season and, and, you know, what he's going to become. 
And it's interesting because Bose is a player who everyone was really high on during the early parts of the season. And then when you reflect back on a season, the stats weren't quite there. His combine wasn't through the roof for, you know, an edge guy. Um, but I really, you know, while everyone else had felt like we're slipping off the bandwagon, I was like, no, no, watch the tape, man. This is this is an outstanding football player. It's a player that I would have felt comfortable taking with the first overall pick in the draft, you know, even, even uh, you know, over quarter, over the quarterbacks that year. So, uh, you know, Bose is a guy that I felt really comfortable with. I thought he was a blue chipper. Uh, all throughout the process, stuck to my guns, even though he didn't have the gaudy sacks and in the combine. And, and I thought this was the top top of the first round guy. And you know, I think that the Chargers certainly feel like they've got a, a defensive pillar in the face of their defense for years to come in Bosa. Yeah, and Joe actually gave me some grief for Bosa this weekend. Yeah, uh, we were looking looking through players uh, that might qualify here, and Joe turns to me and says, "I can't believe you had Joey Bosa without a first round value." Now. There's some context here. Joey Bosa was my ninth overall player in 2016. He was the highest scored player that did not finish with a first-round value. So that means there were only eight players for me that scored with first-round values in the 2016 NFL draft class. It's hard in my system to get a first-round grade. In the past four years, I've had uh, 17, 15, 8, and this year, I believe I finished with 16 first-round grades. So I'm consistently getting mid-teens. Uh, I thought 2016 was a little late. I didn't have any quarterbacks. I think Jared Goff was my top quarterback. He was 10th overall behind Joey Bosa. Um, Carson Wentz, I believe, was 14th or 15th. So uh, those two guys were the top two guys for me. But you know, the priority position of, of quarterbacks drives them up boards in, in real life. Uh, but as Joe said, uh, the production was underwhelming his senior year. I do a metric on production. His athleticism wasn't great. It was actually statistically below average for edge guys. I do a metric for athleticism. I gave his film a, a top 10 value for film, and he's playing one of the premier positions in football. It just so happened um, the way you do the weights, you know, he didn't score out as highly because that complete picture wasn't there. But, Joe, this is something we've talked about a whole bunch where this is a guy that wins with technique and that hand usage you like to talk about. That he, he I'll remember, I'll never forget. I was down on the field watching the Ohio State Rutgers game in 2015, watching Bosa on the field. And he had the most powerful, compact, crisp, deliberate hands of anybody that I have ever seen up close playing the game of football. He is just a tr has a tremendous gift in that regard. So some of what he does well transcends athletic traits and transcends the production that was there at Ohio State. Well, there were a lot of good football players at Ohio State, a lot of finishers there that, that took some of those opportunities from him. Uh, but no, Joe. Unfortunately, he was only ninth on my board that year. Uh, unfortunately, he did not finish with a quote-unquote first-round value um, but if I had to pick a guy for me, now my first instinct was Mariota, uh, but I've already kind of talked about him. He would be my answer, but I want to give an answer that has a little more context. This is actually a player that went a little later, but a guy that was kind of one of my guys all throughout the process and really loved his film, and that's uh, Yannick Ngakwe, somebody from the same draft class. Uh, went to the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and he finished second in the NFL in sacks as a rookie 
last year. Joey Bosa had 10.5 in 12 games, and Yannick Ngakwe finished with 8. And Ngakwe doesn't fit your profile as far as being a lengthy pass rusher. He's more short and compact. He's only like 6'2". He doesn't have great length in his arms. But he's powerful. He is a ball of muscle. I really loved his tenacity as a rusher, the motor that was there, his ability to get up underneath pads of guys and, and collapse while simultaneously working his hips across to really work around the corner. And that cornering ability is another trait when we're talking about traits for players uh, that, to flatten. And you get even with your target, and then you work around the blocker and you finish at that yard marker. You don't keep getting depth. Uh, and Gakwe was excellent with that. He played low to the ground. And it was just really nice to see a guy like that come in and perform to the way that he did. He didn't have a lot of tackles, but he was a big, productive pass rush piece for the Jaguars. And, you know, with them getting Fowler back healthy now, uh, some of the other investments that they made on the defensive side of the football, I think he's going to continue to get uh, a lot of one-on-one looks. And I expect him to continue to be a player that as a pass rusher, maybe not as a a three-down every down stud, but as a pass rusher, I expect him to be very productive for years to come. Yeah, Calais Campbell's on that defensive line now, too. I mean, that that's going to be a fun group. Um, that is all the questions that we have, and that's going to do it for us today on the Draft Dudes podcast. Uh, really thanks, everyone, for listening and, and really excited about what's coming down the pike here at uh, NDT Scouting. Part of you know what Kyle and I like to do every time we're together in person is, first of all, have a great time. We always do, but then, you know, talk about what we can do to continue to provide tremendous NFL draft content. And uh, we've had some great ideas through the years, and it's, it's led us to a really good spot and where we are. And, you know, we, we, uh, we're not complacent. We sit back every single day, every single day, all day long. We're trying to figure out how we can be better, how we can uh, deliver better content, how we can, uh, you know, serve you, our customers, people that are consumers of our content and our product how we can continue to keep you coming back. And, and so really excited about what we have coming down uh, the pipeline this season. We've, we've got uh, a lot, a lot. All right, that's all. I mean, it's literally a lot. I mean, we are going to be hitting the road. We are going to be networking. We are going to be digging for information. We are trying to put together the best, the most uh, informed, comprehensive NFL draft reports that, uh, that, that can be found. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep working our asses off to do that. So I uh, really appreciate you. If you're listening to this right now, that that's, that's indicates that you're on board with what we're doing. So we appreciate that. We're going to keep working our asses off uh, to keep changing this NFL draft game and how people cover the draft. We said we would do that uh, uh, not too long ago. And, and I think if, if uh, you take a, a macro view of what's happening with the way people are covering the NFL draft, it's changing. And uh, really proud of where we are in that, kind of being pioneers with a lot of things. Uh, so thank you for jumping along, and, and obviously uh, it's been great having Kyle here in Charlotte to uh, talk shop and, and figure out how we can t- continue to do that better and uh, you know try to pursue our dreams and, and, and all the things that we want to do here to serve you as NFL Draft Analysts. So that is going to do it for us today. We're going to be back again for you on Wednesday talking NFL Draft. We'll have a great show concept that uh, I think you're going to like. 
And, uh, uh, you know, make sure you're staying engaged. Hit that subscribe button. Leave, leave us a rating. We always appreciate that. Uh, only if it's five-star, though. If you're not going to give no. us a five-star yet, yeah, just don't do that. Uh, but uh, we, we do appreciate the feedback uh, nonetheless. So follow us on Twitter. Kyle's at NDT Scouting. I am at the Joe Marino. NDT Scouting itself has its own Twitter handle where you can keep track of our content in, in one spot. It's at NDT Scouting LLC. Signing. Off for Kyle Krabs, I am Joe Marino, and thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.